Perfect. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. It's so good to be with you this morning. This is where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2022, Lord willing, we'll make it from Genesis to Leviticus. Well, I couldn't jump on yesterday. I was driving Olivia out to uh, Ohio. She's packing up her mom's house, trying to get things ready for selling. And so I was on the road all day. I uh, got home at about midnight, so well, 11 o'clock, something like that. Anyways, uh, let's. I don't even have coffee with me. It's it's an odd morning. <laughs> I haven't had any coffee. Why don't we pray and we'll get into the Lord's Word. Father, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for your Word and for your Spirit. We thank you that you are a God who interacts with us and a God who can teach us. Lord, we pray that you would please help us to understand your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're at Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, chapter 12 was an extremely important chapter of the Bible, and Genesis chapter 15 is also an extremely important chapter of the Bible. Genesis chapter 14 was also very, is a very important portion of the scriptures. Uh, The Lord is really laying a foundation here. So let's go ahead and get into Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, What will you give me, seeing that I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now towards the heaven, and count the stars, of the, if you are able to number them. And he said to them, so, you shall, so, your shall, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and he accounted it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down in the middle and placed each opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. And also the nations whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. 
But in the fourth generation they shall return here, and the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land. From the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Well, we need to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? B, what's the best verse to summarize this? And C, what are we called to do in response to these words? So, A, what is this about God is making a covenant with Abram. We saw this starting in chapter 12 when he promised him he would make him into a great nation, that he would bless him. And now God expands on this. This is what the covenant of grace looks like, right? We have in Genesis chapter 3.15 this very beginning part of the covenant where God shows he is going to be gracious to humankind even though we don't deserve it. And then he, we find out more about how this grace works, even as we get into the flood with Noah, God is still gracious. And now we've come to Abram, and even though the people is getting more and more specific, the promise is getting more and more full. And so we're getting a better picture here. He's saying to Abram, I'm going to make you a great nation. And he, he, I love this. If you wanted to put something up on your wall, I would recommend uh, Genesis chapter 15, the second half of verse 1. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. <laughs> He's telling him, I'm, I'm your reward, right? I, I'm, the, I'm the one who's, who's worth it all, Abram. And Abram believes God, but he says, I don't have an heir. Abram's getting old. He's got gray hair. His strength is fading away. He's getting elderly. And he says, I don't have any kids. Right? I got Eliezer. He's, he was one of my servants born in my house. He's going to get everything, but I don't have a kid for myself. And God says, no, 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 verse 5, then he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heaven and count the stars of the sky if you're able to. You know, number them if you can. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. God makes this promise to Abram. He says, oh no, nobody. Take a step outside your tent. Now, I, I, I grew up in the city. I didn't see the stars. Right? You, you had to go way out into the country and you drive up the mountains or something. You could see a few stars. Living out here in the, in the country, where I'm in one of the darkest places in the United States, where there's very little light pollution, it is amazing going out at 4 o'clock in the morning and seeing the stars and God displaying his glory. And, and as the longer you're out there, the more your eyes adjust to the darkness, the more and more stars there are. And he says, count them. Go ahead, Abram, try. <laughs> I'm promising you your descendants are going to be more numerous than the stars of the sky. And Abram does something miraculous. Look with me at what it says in verse 6. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord accounted it to him for righteousness. 
is what Paul gets at in Romans chapter 4. Feel free to go back there and review that sometime, but this is him being justified by his faith. God sees his faith and he credits to him as righteousness. Now, we know that Abram's not a a righteous guy in and of himself. We've seen his his foibles and his fumbles, right? We've seen him fail and we've seen him struggle. We've seen him have moral, well, they're they're problems. But yet we see here that he believes God. God is gracious to Abraham, even though he doesn't deserve this. And so Abraham, Abram believes God. And then this weird ceremony happens. God tells him that he's the one who brought him out of Ur. And he says, he wants a sign. Like, God, how do I know these things are going to actually be true? And so in verses, uh, let's see, verses 9 through verse 18, we have this covenant ceremony. Right? This, this, this ceremony that would happen where Abram took these different animals and he cut them in half. And he put one on one side and the other on the other side. And so the blood would run down in between these animals. And this was a traditional covenant ceremony at the time where a a greater king would come into a relationship with a lesser king. And when they came into this covenant relationship with each other, they would cut these animals. The blood would flow in between and they would walk in between the blood. And as they walked in the blood between the animals, you know, that are ripped apart. It is the king saying, so be it to me. I, just like these animals are dead, this is a covenant of blood. I will guarantee the terms of this covenant. But something amazing happens. Abram cuts the animals. God tells him what to do. Abram cuts the animals. And then God puts him to bed. (laughs) He puts him to sleep. A terrible darkness comes over him. And there's what's called a theophany. The Lord appears. The Lord himself appears as a smoking oven, verse 17, a smoking oven and a burning torch that pass between those pieces. The Lord makes this covenant. He doesn't have Abram to go on in the blood. God is promising on himself, I will keep the terms of this covenant. Abraham, Abram at this point, his whole part in this was faith. He was the recipient of grace and it was God who was guaranteeing him. It was God who was his shield and exceedingly great reward. It was God who was going to be gracious and he declares this promise in verse 18 and 19. To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the river, the great river to the river Euphrates. And he talks about all the different people who are in that land. The Lord is giving him this land. Now, it's not all going to be puppy dogs and rainbows to start with. He says, your descendants are going to go into a foreign land. It's going to be four centuries that they're enslaved. But I'm going to keep my promise. My grace is going to stand. I'm going to continue to keep, to care for because the sins of the Amorites is not yet finished. So he says, he says I, I need to show them some more time. So you guys are going to go down to Egypt. And we see here that God is provident. He's sovereign. He controls all things. But the heart of what this is about is God making this covenant 
with Abram, this 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 next chapter of the unfolding of the covenant of grace, and he's showing Abram that he is going to give him descendants, that he is going to give him the land, that he is the one who is guaranteeing that this is going to come to pass. This is the covenant ceremony with Abram. What's the best verse in this? Well, uh, I... I think in my Bible, uh, I have two different things, right? I have verse one, double underlined. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Uh, I also have verse six. It's not underlined, but I do have three stars next to it. Uh, And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him as righteousness. Uh, But you might also underline other passages to get at the covenant ceremony part of it. Maybe uh, you underline something like verse 18. What, what did you underline in your Bible? Well, last see calling. What are we called to do? Do you believe that he is a gracious God? That he has made a covenant, a new covenant, even better than the ceremony that we see in this one, but he has given us a covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ himself. That he has shown us more grace than Abram ever could have imagined, and that the promise that God made to Abram in Genesis chapter 12 and in Genesis chapter 15 is coming true, that God is making him into a great nation, and all the nations of the world, I'm sitting here in Morning Sun, Iowa, and God is saving people in Iowa. Abram didn't know that the continent of North America existed. <laughs> and yet he has, God is bringing sons and daughters of Abram by faith, that same faith, into his kingdom. Do you believe? Do you cling to Jesus Christ? Do you hope in his promises? He's a gracious God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you keep your promises. You are an amazing wonderful, gracious God. Lord, we pray that you would please give us that same faith, that you would be our shield, our exceedingly great reward, and that we might know that the whole heavens and earth are yours, and that, Father, you have given us a kingdom to inherit because you have made us children of Abram by faith. Through Jesus Christ, in his name we pray, amen. Well, may the Lord bless you today. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ, and I'll see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon RP Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.